Every day we walk by people we don't interact with. We may be curious what's on their mind, but we don't take time to stop and ask them questions. In this podcast, we're going to explore those who are passionate. We're very interested in what makes them very interesting. I have gotten to a level where if I get in my groove deep enough that I can't stop laughing because I feel so amazing. Like I cannot stop laughing because the feeling inside of me is overwhelmingly happy. And that was a new that now I'm just trying to get back there every single time I spin. And have you been able to yet? Yes. Or that was so I've now you know how to, to repeat it. that. Yeah, I've only done it about three times. Okay. Um, and it's it's awesome. It's so great. Hey, how's it going? Good. How you doing? Not too bad. Have you seen what I've seen on the streets of Denver? Uh, I'll give you a heads up. I watched some of the videos, and then I listened to all the calls. You managed to find something that's really, really rare. Hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Like this passionate kind of uh, sub-community. Yeah? That's the thing. I mean, it was so cool just driving down the middle of Denver and see this guy who normally you'd probably just drive by and, you know, not think twice about. But I absolutely couldn't because he was spinning his sign. So, you know, those advertising sign spinners, as they call them. And it was incredible. I mean, it wasn't. It wasn't just mind spinning. It was an art form, and I could tell he was just in a whole other world, and I was like, that's a guy I need to talk to. Unbelievable. What was it about him that, that kind of caught your eye? I know. I, more of a feeling. I mean, I drove by, and it's like kind of an energy. I mean, totally just drawn to him because he he just didn't care. I mean, he was in the zone, He looked like he was on cloud nine, loving every minute of what he was doing, pointing to the different cars. I mean, cars were honking and beeping, um, which just made him smile even more. And every time they would do it, he would just whip out, you know, another trick. Um, But, yeah, it was just, it was kind of an energy that just pulled me in. I mean, I literally had to circle around three times um, to get in a position where I could roll down the window and yell to him and say, hey, Hey, let's talk. And he was didn't skip a beat. I mean, he was like still doing his dance moves, giving his number at the same time. The look that the guy had, right? I mean, yeah. Colorado is known as a place where, uh, how do I say this? Everyone's high, right? Yeah. Um, and so, <laughs> yeah. like, I mean, so when you see a person looking all dazed and confused and spinning a sign, the yeah. first thought that goes through my head is, okay, the person's high as a kite, and um, totally, yeah. So, but. Was that the well, case here or no? No, that's what was so was so cool about it. But no, I, I know exactly what you mean, and, and that is true. But um, no, I could tell that there was something different, and um, it was interesting because being able to talk to him further and really understand like what was going through his head. I mean, stuff that you just can't even imagine. You know, you drive by these guys and aren't even thinking twice about what's going on in their head. But he literally uses this as a meditation form. Um, 
and he talks about he's a few years in um but most recently sort of his like his newfound discovery is that three and a half hours into his session and he might actually spin a sign for eight hours three and a half hours in he can get into this deep meditation state where he talks about feeling the energy literally pulsate and wave throughout his body, you know, top to bottom. And he says at that point, the feeling is just so euphoric and so amazing that he's just laughing uncontrollably, loving every minute on the side of the road. But this is 100% a natural high. Um, yeah, well, yeah. When, you tell, when you tell me that, I'm like, okay, whatever. But then when I heard the <laughs> tape, I was like, okay, I, I, I buy it. And, and that's yeah. kind of cool. I mean, what was surprising to you about this whole thing? That is such an amazing subculture. I mean, I just love, I love being able to look at things and um, uncover a whole other world that you absolutely would never even, you know, guess exists um, upon first glance. So in talking to these guys, I mean, they're such a tight niche group of people, I think for a lot of reasons, but I mean, they have their own terminology and their own lingo. So, for example, um, he was very into martial arts and uh, brings that background into, you know, his art form of sign spinning. So he calls it sign foo, um, yeah. where it's just time and energy with the sign, as he puts it. Um, and then another one that gave me a chuckle was the spingeries. So these signs are like seven pounds, um, seven to eight pounds. So it's no joke. It gets spinning around like 20 or 30 miles an hour. And any of these experienced sign spinners have at least broken their nose once, gotten a couple black eyes, um, you can literally see the scars on them. It's it's no joke. Oh, well, I mean, what, what really made me interested in this was, I mean, we all, we all pass by guys in the corner uh, spinning a sign or wearing a chicken suit or whatever, and we don't give it much thought, and we don't um, we we don't really think about what that what's going through that person's head because they're just right. a um, they're a set piece in the, in the in the play of life, right? And mm, mm-hmm. um, I, I like the way that you got really um, like you're probably the first person to ask this guy questions like this. I think, um, right? Like, and that's just so cool. Yeah, you know, um, I know, I I agree. And he he actually put it well when he said that part of the thing that keeps this whole thing going for him, you know, spinning on the side of the road for eight hours, is that when you give off that energy, you know, it, it's returned to you and it and it pulls you in. Um, and that's totally what happened with me. Um, I mean, I'm just interested in people and passionate, so it made sense, and he, and he pulled me in with that energy. But funny enough, when I, I met up with them actually two days in a row, second day they were holding their sign-spinning competition, and in that time that I was with him, News 9 showed up, and that was purely, that wasn't arranged. It was because they were driving by and saw, you know, 20 guys in red shirts and black pants spinning signs and wondering what was going on, and he was just so excited to talk to her. So it's funny how all that kind of culminated all at, all at once, but, um, yeah, I don't think that it was so common to have someone that, yeah, pulled over and wanted to actually talk to him. Well, cool. We're going to put on uh, some of this interview and uh, have a listen, all right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Cool. Talk to you soon. So are we a gang or are we not a gang? You guys are totally a gang. <laughs> I was intimidated driving up here, just to say that. Yeah. <laughs> when I was driving down Main Street, or middle of Denver, and I see you just 
spinning it, killing it, absolutely killing it on the side of the road. And the first thing that I thought was, like, this is not just about spinning. There's something else going on here. And my mission has been just to find passionate people, you know, about whatever it is they're doing. So, I don't know. I mean, is it about sign spinning? At first, it was about a job. Um, I came to Denver, you know, looking to be famous, but not on that part. Like, it, it was a job at first, and then uh, I, I started with Golden Nugget Gold Buyers, and they were just a gold buying group. They hired in-house, and they started you at $10 an hour, 40 hours a week. And at that time, I just came to Denver, and I really needed a job. So I was like, 10 bucks an hour, I can, I can support myself with that. And I got the job. Well, all they required you to do was continuously move and make sure it's pointed the right way and people mm-hmm. can read it. That was no problem for me. Having my martial arts background, I took that to the next level. I learned the first trick, and I was like, ooh, this is kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Both staff transitioned amazing, amazing. And then I started doing my own tricks. I thought I was the forerunner um, for science winning because I'd never seen anybody that was doing what I was doing. Right. And then I found Arrow somebody told me about arrow and uh this was about a year and a half into my spinning signs and we had to wear a hundred dollar bill outfit but within that company i changed a lot of different things their dress code i tried several different things i became their trainer made a training program and a training site for all sign spinners um that company is no longer but while i was there got really good and I enjoyed myself all the time. Music, by that time, it had already been something I could use to calm me down if I was upset, you know, fighting with a girlfriend or, you know, bills or whatever. Mm. Once you get out there, it's everything floats away and you're just making smiles. It's amazing. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it started as a job, but now it's purely just fun. I, I make people smile and make them happy, you know? I, I, that's the best part. Like, you won't believe... You could be... I've done 12-hour days, where you, and the amount of energy you're using out there, that's, that's real work, and for 12 hours, but I can be on the 11th hour, and one person honks and is like, yeah, I can go two more hours. I may be beat, I may be completely drenched in sweat, I like, just whatever, and thinking I can't go on, and then somebody just smiles at me, and I'm like, you know what, I gotta show you this trick, <laughs> you know, and it's, it's definitely a passion of mine. Um, I practice uh, internal martial arts and martial arts, mm-hmm. like Tai Chi, Bagua, Shini. Um, they're more of an ancient form of internal martial art. Um, and I learned how to move while meditating. Um, mm-hmm. you, it's training your body to move a certain way, to circulate, whatever you believe. Um, but they say in the Eastern culture, Chi. And so I started doing that. Well, sign spinning now has become that for me. Uh. And I call it sign fu. Kung Fu translates to time and energy. All I'm doing is time and energy with the signs, so it is my sign Fu. You're getting paid to work out, make people smile, and meditate. Yeah. Yeah. And listen to music all day. Dance. Right. <laughs> Did you ever think, I mean, so how many years have you been into this? Um, starting, uh, I'm about to reach four years, uh, starting from my golden nugget gold buyers. When I first started sign spinning, uh, February will be my fourth year. That's it. Yeah. It's unbelievable. Like I saw you on the street. No, you're like 10 years in at least. (laughs) And then, I mean, Um, where did you learn? Cause you've been trained 
um, by a few different people and probably self-taught in terms of all the, the techniques. Mm-hmm. Can you talk me through, I guess, that process? And, and um, what did you guys call them? Trick. The trictionary? Trictionary, yeah. Talk me through kind of the culture and the language of, of that and, um, and how new tricks get approved. All okay. Um, so starting out um, here in Arrow, I'll, I'll just go from Arrow. Um, whenever we get someone new, we bring them in, we teach them the air attention method, but the tricks, we teach them three basic tricks. Tricks to get them started. Just basics. Yep. You got magic fingers, which is just a rotation, not letting go of the sign, mm-hmm. continuous. Then we have a basic flip, where you hold the bottom edge, you flip it up, just one flip, and catch. That's the basic flip. Mm-hmm. Then we have the basic spin, which is you have the sign in one hand, flip your sign, your hand over, cross with the other hand, mm-hmm. grab that same edge, and pull. You have a basic spin. And so there's ways to teach, there's hand position, mm-hmm. there's axes we focus on, X, Y, and Z axes. Mm-hmm. Um, there's um, everything like that. So from the very beginning, I started out with two guys in California, um, Max Drovic and Mike Kenny. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a CEO and the COO of the Worldwide Arrow. Um, they thought this was awesome and they thought they could uh, patent this. And it started out with just a helicopter. The helicopter which is just taking the sign, making it rotate with one hand and putting it on the other at the same time to where it stands either on your finger, your hand, your palm, or anywhere on your hand and continues rotating like a helicopter. That blew people's minds when they first developed that. Um, Then it went further and further to where they were making tricks and better and better tricks. Now, there are so many tricks that that old stuff doesn't even compare. That's basic. Because there's three categories of tricks in the trictionary. There's basic, intermediate, advanced, and then you can go to a special category, signature. You're the only person... She's recording. (laughs) Signatures would Um, be like... Signature tricks. Um, I would have to say... um, is that claimed by one individual yes. who can do it? Um, yeah. And, like, for instance, um, I say signature tricks because there's tons of different styles and there's tons of different ways of doing things. Mm-hmm. Um, one person may throw a helicopter from suitcase position, which is on the side, bottom edge held by the hand, across the chest with the top edge, right? And um, they bring it from across the chest onto this the opposing hand, mm-hmm. And just lift that rotation up, mm-hmm. right? That could be a signature helicopter mm-hmm. because normally people don't do it that way. That's not the normal way. It's your own specific style. Yeah. And it's not really known that much. So then you're in that special trick, you know? Yeah. It's your style. Yeah. How a trick gets approved. Um, you have to go to the World Sign Spinning Championships. Uh-huh. The first, um, who really calls the tricks and started this all? Um, when it comes to more advanced tricks was Justin Brown. Mm-hmm. Um, he's a forerunner when it comes... It's like the Tony Hawk um, or Rodney Mullen of Science Spinning. Mm-hmm. Um, he, he's still doing tricks today, and he uh, made an entire Justin Brown boot camp for tricks. But So at first, he was where you talk, who you talk to to make a trick named and solidified. Now you go to world championships, and then we have a special round where people can submit their new tricks. Cool. Then everybody sees it. You have to land it twice 
to be to actually go in you land it twice no one else has seen it it's never been done before mm -hmm. then the name is already written down we have video of it and it is recorded it's then put into the trictionary so amazing okay so tell me uh what happened yesterday what did i watch um the very first mile high sign spinning competition um it that was amazing uh just an event uh not just an event it was an amazing event we put together here in uh colorado mm -hmm. we have we had our best best spinners come and compete um at burns park and we had a great turnout um there was a lot of enthusiasm um I mean, it was just amazing. It was the very first. We're going to be holding that every single year from this point forward. Mm -hmm. um, other markets do the same thing. Um, they call it qualifiers. Mm -hmm. um, we personally liked Mile High Sign Spinning Competition. Very appropriate. Yeah, yeah. being from Denver. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, it's an event we put together. The one, the winner got a uh, all-paid trip to the World Sign Spinning Competition, which I happened to win. Oh, um, there we go. I... <laughs> Uh, so I got the first Mile High Champ. I am uh, the very first. And I get to go and compete in the World Science Winning Championships. Also, I'm going to be attending the conference, which mm -hmm. is where all the business leaders within our company, the owners, the um, general managers, everyone goes. And we, we bounce ideas off each other, see how we did for the year, what are our goals for next year, let's all be one, um, everything like that. Mm -hmm. So something that I saw yesterday that was just like you could not escape feeling it and seeing it was how much of a family you guys were. Because even though it was a competition, I mean, everybody was cheering for each other. Even if you dropped the sign, it didn't matter. I actually made you guys cheer and clap more. Um, so, yeah, like, why is that? Why is that? It goes because every single one of us from the beginning, when you're a sign spinner, you start out there and... Sounds like a very easy job, and it sounds like a fun job, but until you get used to it, it can, I mean, it can be a little exhausting, and you may get bored, mm -hmm. in all honesty. Um, and so, also, the biggest thing is drops. When you first start out, and you're starting to get these tricks, you're out there on the corner, everybody sees your drop. That drops a lot of people's self-esteem. Yeah. Everybody knows that. You, it just seemed like you failed. Yeah. But we don't consider that a failure, because you can do a pickup trick with your feet. So people don't even know, but you still know. So a lot of people get down. We all know that because we've all been out there. Right. So that's why if you drop it in the middle of a competition, we know how you feel. We're not going to put you down for that. We're going to say, great job. Mm -hmm. Heck yeah, man. Mm -hmm. Don't worry about it. Because that's exactly how we are. We've yeah. all been there. and We don't, we don't want to feel bad, mm -hmm. you know? And it makes it better, especially if you are the one that dropped. When you drop and you're like, oh my gosh, that was like two points. I don't even know if I'm running the second round. It's it's devastating, and then people cheer you up, and yeah. you're like, you know what? I can keep going. I still got I got I still got 15 seconds. Right. I can do this. You yeah. know, it, and that's why we do it. It's a family for a lot of different reasons, but that is one because we've all been out there. We all know what it's like. We all know what it's like to get flipped off. Mm -hmm. We all know what it's like to possibly have something thrown at you. You know, you're out there, and you never know what's going to happen. But we all go through it, and we make the best of it, and that's why we see you see us smiling yeah. because we've already been through the worst we're here to have fun and do what we love to do so i mean you're talking about really really vulnerable stuff you know like i mean it's anything from cold calls to doing something like that on the street where you're just exposed and you're putting yourself out there and that's not easy you know just like you said like it's hard but what is the difference then between all of you guys that can 
endure that and then keep going. So what is it that pushes you to keep... The smiles. Yeah. The smiles. Like, uh, people, um, the best way to put it is, I mean, not maybe not the best way, but the way I put it is I feed off of energy. Mm. Okay? Like, if there's good energy and there's good energy, it's multiplying. There's other people notice it, you know? Yeah. And that, that right there, just you don't know how much a smile can mean to someone. Yeah. Whether it be making you smile or you smiling at me. Uh-huh. You know, and that's, I think, why all of us continue. Yeah. And we can go through that. And we know that there's a family backing us up. Like, you got a story. You got a story you can bring to the group. Mm-hmm. You can go to world championships and be like, oh my gosh, this one time, you know? Yeah, yeah they're dangerous, but we also account for that. And um, not only financially, but supportive, like a family. Right. And is that sort of an element that... that- that keeps you here too is that family I mean it's just it's the only reason why I'm here and I love sign spinning those are actually no that's not my only reason those are my only two reasons yeah I love sign spinning and the family yeah if it hadn't been for McKenna like I uh, mentioned uh, another time if it hadn't been for her and believing in me I wouldn't be where I'm at today right and that's the owner I've gotten to this position it took me just under two years to become a general manager for the whole state yeah, that takes a lot of hard work, and mm-hmm. that's the type of person I am. I'm from a small town mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, in New Mexico. I'm actually from all over, but that's where I went to high school. Yeah. And so I have that small town mentality. Mm-hmm. You know, you take care of one each other. Um, but she believed in me from the get-go, and she's like, you're amazing. Um, she did take me from my other job. She's yeah. like, I'm going to offer you a dollar more, and I want you to come uh, spin for me. And plus, Arrow was my dream. Yeah. Um, at that time, once I found out who they were, I was like, yeah, I want to get with them. I want to get with them. Why? Because of their reputation, their size, how uh, they their treat tricks. employees? Because tricks. this was when I was with Golden Nugget Gold Buyers. Yeah. Um, I was just sign spinning by myself, then I found them, and yeah. I was like, those are the guys. Though That's what I want. They're having a competition. I want to go to competition for this. I think I'm good enough. Yeah. You know, yeah. I would love to join. And I tried looking it up. I couldn't find it. It's because the old owners, there was an arrow before McKenna here in Denver, mm-hmm. but it wasn't, ran the best that it could have been, and it um, it didn't succeed, yep. is the best way to put it. Mm-hmm. Um, and McKenna and her cousin, Nick Teschler, um, went half and half on this market mm-hmm. and she found me and she believed in me and she's like I think you can do this and she took me to world championships my first time and it's all like history now is there a typical I mean you can't you know stereotype at all but is there a typical like profile of, of the type of person that gets into spinning um not to profile anybody but there does seem to be a certain amount of statistics in my own mind of what I've seen yeah. um and based off of only my opinion and not the opinion of Arrow, mm-hmm. um, I would say that generalized skateboarders, extreme people that um, do the oddball things of spinning or um, energetic things, um, we got dancers, we have uh, finger or uh, light lovers, we have poi, uh, flame poi mm-hmm. spinners, we have contact spinners, uh, contact staff spinners, we have. Um, all kinds of that, and so that would be the general um, part that we look for. When I'm on the street, and I know no matter what, I'm always working mm-hmm. because I believe in what I do. So even if I'm out having a good time, I can spot someone. I'm like, all right, okay, that guy right there, he looks like he's having a great time at the skate park. He has tons of enthusiasm. He's high five just about three of his friends. 
just in like the past five minutes that I've just been chilling here, I'm going to go up to him and be like, hey, man, do you need a job, a chance? And then if he's interested or not, you know, you find out right there. Mm -hmm. But we do offer great things for people, and I can bring that up. Yeah, but yeah. I would say people that are more into the extreme sports, mm -hmm. into the oddball uh, talents, mm -hmm. um, anything from breakdancing to martial arts to mm -hmm. even snowboarding and all that. And so you told me yesterday the most amazing perk that you guys get um, if you're a college student and you get straight A's and the company will pay for your tuition? Yes. Um, how that works, uh, Mike or Max Kenny, or uh, sorry, Max Jurovic, um, the CEO uh, started that. Mm -hmm. He said, and this is now a policy, if you want, it's called A for Arrow. Mm -hmm. And you go to college, you pay your books up front, and mm -hmm. you pay your tuition. Mm -hmm. Whether you get a grant or not, mm -hmm. you have to pay for that. At the end of your semester, you bring your grades mm -hmm. or your uh, GPA. Mm -hmm. If you're at a 4.0, all A's, Arrow will pay for your books and tuition. Right there. Unreal. You don't have to pay anything back. Then, if you get B's, mm -hmm. it's up to 50%. Mm -hmm. It depends. That's more of a case-by-case -case basis, mm -hmm. seeing, like, is this something you're really pursuing? Mm-hmm. Right. So why do you think they do that to encourage the youth yeah. to get to help? Um, there's been so many times, uh, we find random, uh, people like you never know what it can help. Like we help. why did they do it? I think he did it because he wanted to help the youth mm -hmm. get into college and stay there mm -hmm. Two, have a great job and make money. Mm -hmm. Also the other stipulation for the A for arrow, you must be spending at least, um, I believe it's 25 hours a week Figure, yeah, or at least working mm -hmm. in a management position right. um, continuously. Okay. Um, but I think it's that we want, mm -hmm. we want kids cause they're the best. They have the most energy. That when, when you start young, as you can see from yeah. the champion, uh, Laramie Rosenfeld, he started when he was uh, 14 years old. Mm -hmm. And he's 23 now, and he's still loving it. He's become the champion twice, plus another worldwide competition. He won SkillCon. Mm -hmm. um, and so that's a success story. That's why we have that. I, I loved, um, who's the girl that competed yesterday? Nikayla. Nikayla? Nikayla Pierce. She was so cute because her brother was there and she was obviously killing it, didn't make it, and I was, you know, over, over listening, overheard their conversation, and she was bummed at first, but then it, like, no more than half a second later was followed up with, nah, man, I'm going to kill it next year. I am going to win it next year. I'm <laughs> yeah. coming back. It was just so cool oh, to see that. That's awesome. So you snuck in a little golden nugget of information in the beginning of our conversation that I want to circle back to. You said when you originally came to Denver, you wanted to be famous? Yes. What does that mean? Tell me more about that. So, um, throughout my entire life, I've moved around all over. I've lived from Washington all the way down to mm -hmm. California. Mm -hmm. I've lived in um, Oregon, Utah, Nevada. I was born in Nevada. Awesome. Um, Colorado and New Mexico. I think I said Arizona. Um, I moved around over 18 times before I was even 15 years old. Mm -hmm. um, going from place to place, um, I started out being the class clown. You know, you, when you need to make friends fast, you got to learn what makes people laugh. Yeah. So I already had a will to be in front of, in front of people yeah. and entertain. And 
when you originally thought in your head of like, you know, what it means to be famous, it, this may or may not have been the, the context that it Absolutely like. not. It was, I had no idea what I was going to come and do here. I knew I loved to act. I loved to do accents. Yeah. Um, but sign spinning just kind of took over. And now it's people, when you say Casey Garrison um, in other markets, people know like yeah. that name and I'm like what that's crazy you know and that right there even if I'm only famous for my sign spinning it's that's fine that's fine with me I believe in myself I believe in my team I believe in what we're doing mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. that right there I think can take us here in Denver far amazing so regardless if it's spinning or you know starting a new a new initiative or program or whatever because your hands are in multiple things I mean there's such a deep passion there that's being applied to the activity of what it is? I mean, where does that come from? Have you had that since you were walking this earth or what? Um, I don't, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> um, could you rephrase that question? Um, I don't know quite how to answer that. I see that you have, you have passion and correct me if I'm wrong, but that passion could be applied to whatever you're doing, whatever you decided today that this is your new thing. Mm-hmm. I see you doing it 100% with passion. Or maybe is it just passion for science spinning? No, it's passion throughout my entire life. Yeah. Um, it stems from the nice person I am from the small town I come from. Mm-hmm. Um, I care, and um, that makes a difference. Mm-hmm. That also comes from my mom being raised by my mom, mm-hmm. just me and her. Mm-hmm. Um, she taught me morals and values, as mm-hmm. well as it comes from my grandfather and my father. Um, They've always told me, you know, you're not going to go out there and you're not going to do it just halfway because you're going to have to go back and do it. Do you want to go back and keep doing it? Mm-hmm. No, you only want you want to get it over with. Get mm-hmm. it passed. Let's get this done. Mm-hmm. Do it. Afterwards, we're going to have fun because it's already done. Right. And so that right there, just all of my morals and values, that pushes me as well because if I'm going to do something 100%, I must believe in it. I won't do something that I don't believe in. If I don't like it, if it doesn't fit right with me, Mm -hmm. I'm not going to put any energy into it. Mm -hmm. So what I do select, I do put all my Mm -hmm. passion into Mm -hmm. because I know I can make anything happen. I believe in myself. I believe that every day I should try and be a better person. There's always one thing or two things that I could have done better. A lot of people let this get them, get to them, get to them because mm-hmm. everybody is their worst critic. But you have to see the good and the bad, mm-hmm. and I see the bad and let it build me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And because I'm always trying to be a better person, anything I do, I know I'm just going to continue getting better at. Because if I'm trying to do right. me better, I got to do everything I do better. Right, hundred percent. So well said. Okay, last question for you. I want to know about these spingeries. Okay. <laughs> One of your guys coined um, that term. I thought it was so funny. So what are these? What Spingeries. So it's an injury on the corner. Um, while working, practicing, um, we do have full insurance while mm-hmm. our spinners are out there. Mm-hmm. Of course, we want to make sure we have a workman's comp. We have everything in place to make sure everything is taken care of if they do get hurt. Yeah. Um, now, there are definitely spingeries. So... Myself, I have a few scars, and um, I've gotten three black eyes because my first one was not even with arrow. Um, there's a there's 
a trick called the skill saw. And it's where you throw the sign directly up mm -hmm. or at an angle of about maybe 30, 45, all the way to 90, anywhere in there. Mm -hmm. And you throw it straight up fast and it's rotating. And you have to catch it when it comes back. You mo most of the time you float it on the wind mm -hmm. and it'll act as a boomerang. You send it out, comes back. Well, sometimes you miss those. This, my first black eye, I want it to be impressive. Mm -hmm. And I, fi I timed it. Mm -hmm. I had five seconds from let go to catch to do a front handspring. So I throw the sign. The wind changes. I do a front handspring. By the time I look up and I'm ready for the catch, the sign comes across my face, hits me in the eyebrow, drags across my nose, scratches it, and hits the ground. I have a black eye. How heavy are these signs? Um, that sign was only about maybe five pounds. Oh, if that. But still. If but that. still, getting hit in the face. Ours are more about eight to ten. Right. That's what I felt yesterday. And they can spin up to... How fast? I don't think we've ever <laughs> really ever fast. done a speedometer <laughs> on them or like a, you know a test. It's unreal. But I mean, you hear it. You can hear zzz, that thing is going fast. I would say okay. upwards of possibly forty miles an hour spinning. It's insane. Definitely because it's insane. yeah, I would say upwards of forty. Yeah. Um, Unbelievable. Uh, Spinjuries. I've gotten three black eyes and I. Uh, the worst one yet, you can't see, but is a scar on my face. Uh -huh. um, I was at the end of a shift, H. Carter here in uh, Denver. It was one of my favorite places. It still is. Um, it's on Florida and Colorado. That's mm -hmm. how, literally, I go out and people know me from that corner. <laughs> They're like, you're that dude. I'm like, yeah, I have that dude. <laughs> um, but uh, I was out there. It was the last maybe five, ten minutes of my shift, and I was spinning really fast in front of me, single-handed, toward the... Um, Rotate your hand from the outside to the inside of your body, uh, like a circle underneath. And you continue that in a circle motion. Well, the wind caught the sign, came directly up and hit my right eye. I was spinning with my right hand. Mm -hmm. And it gashed my forehead or my um, eyebrow wide open. It bleeds. Yes. Um, but me being professional like I am, um, I cover my face. So I'm going into a jewelry store because I'm spinning for them. I don't want their customers to see the blood or anything. So I gently cover my face, put the sign down, and I haven't even seen it. I just know that there's blood because I saw it on my hands. So I go into the bathroom, and I look, and I'm like, oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. So I clean it up as best as I can, and I go out there, and I spin for the last five minutes. By that time, I feel a little bit coming down, so I cover my eye. I put the sign up, and I sign out, and they see me cover my eye, and it's not normally like me. I'm very talkative right. and everything. And they're like, what happened? And I was like, well, I kind of hit myself. And they're like, really? Can we see? And I was like, ah, oh, you have customers. And the manager's like, no, let me see. So I let him see, and he's like, oh! And everybody looks over at me, and I'm like, ah! So I covered again, and he's like, you need to go to the doctor. And I was like, I think I might need stitches, too. I'm good. Well, have a great day. I just wanted to finish up the shift and make sure you guys were happy. And they're like, I can't believe you did that. You could have let us know. Like, it's no problem. And I was like, no, no, we're good. And so I called McKenna, and I asked her at the time what our insurance policy was and everything. And uh, she says, we'll get it all taken care of. I ended up not needing stitches. Yeah. It just needed a little uh, liquid bandage yeah. and 
uh, I used a little bit of super glue and I didn't touch it for about a week and um, everything was fine and now it's hidden from my eyebrow see all of that like a passerby I mean until I you know met you and came yesterday no idea <laughs> it's unbelievable you guys have such a subculture and all this terminology and just like battle wounds that you drivers have no clue what you guys are going through it's unreal yeah um, the first asses. two to three years, you're going to hit yourself a lot. <laughs> after after you're, you hit your third year, you understand how to block yeah. really well. Yeah. Avoid, you know, duck, block, yeah. run. <laughs> you, know, you know where you're putting that sign and you know where your body is. Right. And if it's coming close to your body where you don't want it, yeah. you're like, no. <laughs> you just slap it out of the air. You're like, nah, not today. <laughs>